Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. What is the number one way I hear God speaking? Through what? What are you holding in your hand? The Bible. The Bible. I want you to write this down. You need to see what this means. The Bible is number one. It's the voice of God. The Bible, number two, is the word of God. And number three, the Bible is the mind of God. Often people say they can't hear from God. They want answers to their life's problems. They want to know the right decisions about jobs and careers. As Pastor Mark will be teaching, the solutions can be found in God's revealed word in the Bible. The problem for us is that we tend to not want to look there. How many times in your life have you agonized about your inability to find an answer to a vexing problem only to remember what the Bible says about it? We could save ourselves so much time and trouble if only we'd remember that we have access to the mind of God. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in 1 Samuel chapter 3 with part one of his message, Because God says so, I will listen with a servant attitude. Quite a few years ago, Linda and I were out in California, and we were at Palm Springs, and we were eating at a restaurant. And as we were there, my wife turned to me. She says, I recognize a voice here in the restaurant. I said, hello, I'm your husband. She said, no, no, no. I said, well, what voice do you recognize? She said, I think I heard Red Skelton's voice. I said, you're kidding me. And we were just quiet for a moment, and there, about two rows away, was good old Red Skelton speaking, whatever. Now, how in the world did my wife and I recognize his voice? Well, we'd been watching his programs. How many here remember watching the Red Skelton show? Good. You're all old, like me. The young people are saying, Red who? Is that a band? No, it was Red Skelton. By the way, it was good, clean, great humor in those days. Amen kind of different than today. Well, as we walk through that, I begin to think about this. We're going to talk about today hearing a voice that some of you have never heard of in your whole life. You've never had the experience, so you should be excited. Now, some of us have heard the voice, but we haven't heard it recently. And others of us are kind of interested in that. Well, let me read to you the voice that we're going to learn to hear today. We just finished Christmas, and we see an important principle from Joseph and Mary. Now, neither one of Joseph and Mary, they had never heard the voice of God. 
That's what we're going to teach about today. They never heard God speak to them. Let me tell you what happened in Matthew chapter 1. But after Joseph had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, so God is speaking through an angel to Joseph. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And when Joseph woke up from the dream, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded, and he took Mary home as his wife. So the very first time Joseph ever heard the voice of God, he obeyed God. Now, how about Mary? Well, the angel went to Mary and said, again, God's speaking to Mary through an angel. Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Well, how will Mary respond? She'd never heard God speak to her before. Mary says this, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may it be to me as you have said. And the angel left her. From this, both Mary and Joseph listened to one of God's angels. They heard the voice of God through an angel. And they obeyed, even though they couldn't understand it at all. This is the title of today. Because God says so, I, every one of us here, I will listen with a servant attitude. Now, I know some of you are already saying this. Well, Pastor Mark, Joseph and Mary, hello. They're hearing from an angel. That ain't too hard to do. But can we today, as people, really hear God speak? Well, of course. And I'm going to show you how that works. Now, some of you also said, somebody invited me here. This is a weird church. Can I leave now? No, the doors are locked. No, I'm just kidding you. See, most people... They don't believe this because they've never heard it. They didn't even know that there's anything that says in the Bible that we can hear. We can listen to God and do what he says. Now, I've asked you to turn to Genesis 1. This is the beginning. Watch how this works out. Genesis 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and watch these next words, and said to them. So we see conversation. Listen up. Be fruitful and increase in numbers. Adam, Eve, have sexual relationships. Start filling the earth with children. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living creature that moves on the ground. So in the first two chapters of Genesis... We see basically two people on the earth, Adam and Eve, and God. And so we have two kind of relationships. You see, the Bible, among many things, the Bible is a book of relationships. It's between God, the author of the Bible, and you and I, people. But 
We also learn a lot from the Bible about relationships between people and other people. In marriage, Adam and Eve. In other kind of relationships. These relationships, like any relationship, look at this statement. Healthy relationships depend on frequent and honest two-way communication. So God has a relationship with Adam and Eve that involves two-way communication, listening and speaking. Now, many people understand prayer, and they think prayer is a one-way conversation. God, I really need help. There's been an accident here. My job, I just got laid off. And it's just a one-way. No, it's two-way. It's two-way. So all through the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, we see God speaking to people. In the Old Testament, just follow me for a moment. In the Old Testament, other than selected people, you and I, if we lived in the Old Testament, we wouldn't hear God speak. God chose in the Old Testament, other than with Adam and Eve, basically to speak to prophets that he would raise up, to people like Abraham and Moses and people like that. And of course, the prophets as we move through. He would use them, spiritual leaders, to speak to the people. So you and I, we would never hear directly from God. I mean, a rare case from time to time, but definitely not a normal kind of thing. But when you come to the New Testament, it's very different. We live in the time of the New Testament, the church that started after Christ was resurrected. So what happens? Well, when we become a Christian today, when you ask God to forgive you, God comes to live in you. So the conversation is very intimate. It's local. It's right there. He basically speaks to our spirit. See, the real you is not physical. Oh, you are, but the real you is spiritual. And so God speaks to us in a very different way. Every single Christian should learn to listen to God. Now, the problem is, how does that work? What's it look like? Well, let me show you what takes place. When Jesus was here, remember, he had his disciples. He walked with those 12 disciples about a little more than three years. Seven times, Jesus makes this statement. He who has ears, (laughs) let him hear. So who would that be? Look at your neighbor. Do they have ears? Go ahead, look at them. Do they have ears? I didn't ask you to laugh because they're funny ears. I said, do they have ears? Of course. So who is he talking to? All people. Listen up. He who has ears, listen. Listen. Let me just make this clarification. If you're not yet a believer, you don't have Christ living in you. You've never confessed your sins and put your faith in him. Well, God will speak to you. But what he speaks to you about is only one thing. He speaks to you about getting right with God. That's his whole goal. Because he wants to do life with you. So as you begin to see that, Jesus makes a statement. So we kind of know already what that looks like. One day he took three of his favorite disciples. He went up onto a mountain. He was transformed to show that he was God. It was an amazing time. Look what these three disciples here. Let me ask you to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 17. Now, that's the first book in the New Testament. While you're turning there, here's what happened. Jesus is up there, and God is there. And he's going to say something, and the disciples are going to go, whoa, this is really great. Now, watch what God says 
to those that are there on that time when, when, when the Shekinah glory, which just means kind of a cloud. And when you read cloud here, the cloud enveloped him. That's not the Amazon cloud. That was the presence of God cloud. Now watch verse five. While he, Peter, was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them. God's presence was there. And a voice, okay, when there's a voice, we have ears, we're supposed to listen. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Let's read the last three words. Listen to him. So what did that mean? Well, here's what it meant. Listen to him in the original language means this. Keep on listening. Always listen. God was saying, Jesus is my son. He has divine authority. He's fully man. He's fully God. He has divine wisdom. And I command you to listen to him. What that simply means is this. Jesus is no longer here. He's gone to heaven. But while he was there, he was explaining things to the disciples. Just before this at Caesarea Philippi, Jesus said to his disciples, he had them all together, who do the people say I am? And they went through all these things. And But Peter finally got it right. He said, oh no, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. But they didn't understand when Jesus said, I'm going to the cross, I'm going to die, and then I'm going back to heaven. They didn't get that. Why would the head of the earth you're going to set up a kingdom. They thought it was an earthly kingdom. No, it's a heavenly kingdom. Later will come an earthly kingdom. And so they didn't get it. So what God was saying, listen to him. He's telling you the truth. Now, Jesus is gone. So how do we listen to Jesus today? Simply this. The book of John, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That's speaking about Jesus. So the main way we listen to God is how? Through the word of God. Take your Bibles, take your iPads, take your tablets, your phone, and raise them up right now. Everybody just raise them up all over here. I want you to just keep them up for a moment. This is the most exercise you've had in January. Now, (laughs) what is the number one way I hear God speaking? Through what? What are you holding in your hand? the Bible. The Bible. I want you to write this down. You need to see what this means. The Bible is number one. It's the voice of God. The Bible, number two, is the word of God. And number three, the Bible is the mind of God. If you want to know what God's thinking, hello, It's the Bible. If you want to know what he thinks about any subject, it's the Bible. It's the word. It's true. It absolutely is not out of date. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will always remain. So when you see that, you have to understand this. When we read the word of God, is God speaking to us? Okay, 10 of you got that. Let's go back again. When we read the Bible, when you read the Bible, when you hear the Bible, is God speaking to us? Okay. Has God spoken to you so far this morning? Yeah. Because I've read what? 
I read about Red Skelton. No, that's an illustration. Remember the verses I read to you already? When we read the verses in Genesis, was God speaking to us? When I read to you about Mary and Joseph, was God speaking to us? Yeah, when I talked to you right here, here's my son, listen to him. Was God speaking to us? Every single one of us. See, you've heard God speak. You just never knew it was God. But there's something very interesting. That Greek word, listen, doesn't just mean constantly, ongoing. It implies if I listen, I'm going to automatically obey. Next teaching. Doesn't do any good to listen unless I obey. Why would I listen? And you'll see that. So this morning, you've heard God speak to you. Say, well, Pastor Margaret only only heard you speak. Now, I'm just means. I'm just a conduit. God speaks through his word, and it's my voice, but you're hearing God speak to you. I just want to turn to your neighbor and say to them, God's speaking to me right now. Just turn to God speaking to me right now. Now, if you go out here and you go to the mall today and you meet somebody and you say to your waitress, they serve you, you know, God spoke to me today. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Tell them you went to another church, not this church. Because <laughs> you don't have time to explain it to them. See, they think you're like weird. Drugs, get them out of here, whatever. No, but the longer you're around, this should be natural to us. This should not be a surprise to anybody. Because the word of God is living and active. It goes right to our heart. But we go like, eh, it's words. No, it's God speaking to us. Now, here's another question. Okay, Pastor Mark, I get it. But why should I listen to God? It's a good question. Why should I listen to God? Well, this is Psalms 19. And when you see the words instructions... Decrees, commandments, and commands, they all just mean the Bible. So I'll kind of read it that way. The instructions of the Lord, the words in the Bible are what? What does perfect mean? Does it mean 92%? No, it's perfect. The word of God is all true. Reviving the soul. It gives me encouragement when I get discouraged. Now, the decrees of the Lord, the Bible, are trustworthy Making wise, the simple, anybody that's a Christian can hear the word of God and it starts to make sense to them. Of course, that's why we have pastor teachers to unravel the word of God, to show you what it says. And there's many ways to do that today. So you can learn what God is really saying to you. And normally we just go through a book of the Bible, but I, God just said to me back in November, here's what I want you to do for the first eight weeks. Deal with success in life, because everybody's kind of thinking about that. Well, 17 be better than 16. And we have so much problems in our marriages and the church, outside the church, just going to address that. Now, let's look at the next one. The commandments of the Lord are right. They bring joy to the heart. And the commands of the Lord are clear. Now, look at these last words. Are clear, giving insight for living. Here is how to do your life right. It's simple. It's right there. 
Now, why do I want to listen to God? Here it is. Write it down. We listen to God because God knows things we don't know. God understands our society and how it works. God understands each of us better than anyone else. God is wiser than any writer of any book. God is more caring than any human counselor. And God knows the future in each of our individual futures. When I have conversations with people, thinking in counseling, what is the, when we counsel, and by the way, we counsel from the Word of God. That's our counselor, the Word of God. And when we do that, the first thing I will say with, with couples, let's say marriage counseling. I don't do that anymore because I don't have time, but we have plenty of people to do that and all kinds of counseling. In couples that have had trouble, I'll say to them this after they fill out the forms. Let me ask you, do both of you want your marriage to survive? Do you want to make it successful? Are you willing to forget the affairs, the past, the whatever? Blah, 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 blah. Are you willing to forget that and you want your marriage to survive? Usually, what do both spouses say? Of course, that's why we're here. But I've learned over the years One will say it, and they don't mean it. So if they don't mean it, guess what? It's a waste of time. But can you fool God with that? He he goes, excuse me, let me ask you a question again. See, I'm not wise enough. Sometimes I get the discernment from God. When you have a counselor, remember, what what is good, what, what our relationships depend on, two way communication. It has to be ongoing and what? honest. So you can fool lots of people. And when God begins to speak to you from his word, you can say, well, that's not my problem. And people go, well, it couldn't be his problem, but it is. Now understand, here's what you want to write. Watch this. What God says to us is more useful than what anyone else has to say. It doesn't matter who they are. doesn't matter how wise they are. doesn't matter how much PhDs. There's nobody wiser than God. And that's why I want to listen to him. Because he knows all about me. By the way, he loves me. And he loves me. And he's for me. He's not against me. So I need to do that. Turn in your Bibles to Old Testament. Halfway through the Old Testament, you'll find Psalms. And go right to Proverbs. Right to Proverbs. Right next to Psalms. Now, this is the passage of Scripture we're all familiar with if you've been in church. And it just reminds us that no person, I don't care who you are, can do life without listening to God and his word. We were designed not to live that way. It won't work. Today, Pastor Mark began teaching us about doing what God says to do simply because he says to do it. One of the most difficult things about obeying God is having the right attitude when being obedient. The examples of Mary and Joseph are significant because they involve the people who would parent Jesus. Their humility is something we should emulate. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. In the next portion of this message, Pastor Mark will continue teaching about our need to have the right attitude toward obeying God. We will learn the necessity of paying attention to what God has to say to us. We'll also be told about God's original intent for mankind, how God has been trying to repair what man broke and our role in restoring what was lost. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Because God Said So. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving